So today I'm going to begin this service talking about prayer. Amen. So what is prayer? Prayer is communicating with God. It's just real important. And there's several different types of prayer or ways to communicate with God. Amen. The Ephesian church, <coughs> the Ephesian church has stopped praying for the lost saints. And Paul wrote him a letter. He wrote it actually to Timothy. He said, to my dear son, Timothy. And Timothy was over the church of Ephesus. Amen. So he was, the Lord was like, they, 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 they didn't twitched up a little bit. See, the, Jude, the Judaistic false teachers in Ephesus perverted the gospel and began teaching that salvation was only for the Jews. They went right back to that. And certain Gentiles. And that, and that right there restricted the evangelistic praying. That restricted it right there. It's called religious exclusivism. <clears throat> Some people do that today. Salvation is only for the elite. <laughs> That's what it's saying, saying. So practicing that, there was no need for prayer for the lost. You know, if it's just for a certain type of people, <clears throat> then they're praying for the lost. Amen. So we've been talking about Saul, who is now called what, saints? Paul, the apostle Paul, wrote his son in the faith, Timothy, a letter. Amen. And I'm going to ask that you turn to it. If you all would please join me at 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. We're talking about prayer, right, saints of God? <laughs> Sister Zelda wrote where the scripture is in Philippians 4 and 6. It said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications. Amen. <laughs> That's on my, that was on my uh, 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 program today. Amen. I thought she just looked at it and read it. I had to check because I know God be putting things in order quickly. Amen. But she said, no, I just pulled that one out the hat. Let me, let me paraphrase. No, the Holy Spirit gave me that one. <laughs> he puts the things in order. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You all in 1 Timothy chapter 2. We're going to get off into this prayer a little bit. Look at verse 1. It says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Saying the same thing it said in Philippians. Well, she came up here and read. <laughs> Only I'm in Timothy right now. I'm just showing you how the Lord put things together. You know, he already put it together. Amen. See, Paul is telling Timothy that first of all, prayer of all types has to be made for everybody. Remember now, they had, they had the, 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 uh, the Judaistic false teachers that came in and, and was trying to pervert the gospel, telling them, oh no, we can't pray for everybody. <laughs> so so when, when Paul wrote his dear son Timothy in the faith this letter, that's the first thing he told him. Amen. <laughs> he said prayer got to be made for all men. Amen. Everybody. That's first. Amen. Then he describes the different types of prayer. He says supplication. Supplication is defined as, a, as asking or begging for something earnestly, though, or humbly. Amen. Earnestly means showing sincere or intense conviction. Amen. 
It's like earnest money. You all know what earnest money is, saints? When you want to go, you see this beautiful house, and you say, this is the one for me. I'm going to buy this house. <clears throat> and you, you, you look at it, and you check it out. Yeah, this is the one I want. You know what they're going to ask you? How much earnest money are you going to put up? <laughs> That's what they're going to ask you. They're going to say, how much earnest money are you going to put up for this house? Amen. <laughs> That's what this prayer of supplication is similar to that. Amen. It's like tithes and offerings. You know what tithes and offerings really do? Because we know God don't need no money, right? But it takes money to, to promote the gospel. Amen. We got this uh, rent and all kinds of different things. Amen. But tithes and offerings shows God you're sincere. Just like earnest money shows that mortgage company or that buyer, you're sincere. You really want this property. See, you know, they got a saying in the world, how it go? Put your money where your mouth is. Amen. The same thing. Amen. When you begin to invest your money in the kingdom of God, he know you sincere. Amen. Because, see, we, this world, unfortunately, has made money our God. So, you know, we'll talk a good game. Hey, Lord, I love you, Lord. I, I this, I'll do anything for you, Lord. But be holding that money tight. Amen. All these beautiful promises in the book. Hey, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaking together and running over. They got all these zillion scriptures on what happens when you let that seed go. But it's just tough. We don't, we don't want to believe the whole thing. Amen. We just want to pick and choose which parts to believe. Amen. But this prayer of supplication is a prayer like that, saints. And then it says prayers. Amen. Prayers. This word is just embracing all, all kinds of prayer. It says prayers, like a prayer of confession. You may mess up and do something and you just have to confess to the Lord. You're praying. You're, you're confessing to the Lord. I'm sorry. I messed it up this time. You know I'm lost without you. Y'all talk to him like that too. Lord, I can do nothing without you. Amen. Please. And he knows that. <laughs> Amen. Then you got the prayer of adoration or sincere thanksgiving. You know, when you adore something, you, you love it. You, you know, and that's what the scripture says. The main thing we need to adore is who? God. It says love him with all your heart and all your strength and all your might and everything, and everything within you. And then it tells us to love each other. The same way. Amen. So that's a, uh, when it says prayers, it's talking about all different kind of prayers like that. Then it says intercession. That's intervening on behalf of somebody else. Amen. We intercede for folks a lot in here, don't we? At early morning prayer, we be lifting each other up. We be encouraging one another. And if you got an issue, oh, my God. We love to take them issues to the throne of God because we like to see that demonstration of power. <laughs> see, pray, praying and the word of God and all that's beautiful, but ain't nothing like when God show you that demonstration of power. Amen. He'll show you that, like what he did for me. See, he's no respect a person. He won't do it for me and then not do it for you. He'll do it for everybody. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So intercession is just intervening on behalf of another. That's a powerful prayer. Amen. Because that's, that's like reaping and sowing. You know what I'm saying? See, whatever you need, that's what you got to sow. Amen. Like if you're not feeling the love, I just, I'm not feeling the love. 
then so love. Amen. Because <laughs> the Bible says, whatever, whatsoever a man soweth, what? That's what you're going to get back. Amen. So whatever you lacking, you got to sow that. Oh, my finances is jacked up. Then you got to sow finances. Amen. He can't see. God can't lie. He's not a man that he can lie. Amen. We're just afraid. We don't want to do it his way. We want to do what we want to do. Amen. But he's going to stick to the promises. Uh, he's not going to flip the script and do, do it our way. Amen. Then it's another prayer, giving of thanks. That's just so necessary. Amen. The dialect of a believer, if you're a believer, you know what you say a lot? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lord. He said, before you even come to me, before you even enter my gates, what do you do? He said, enter it how? With thanksgiving. He said, enter my gates with thanksgiving in my courtyards with praise. That's how we got to do it. Amen. Before I come up here and tell y'all anything, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory. I'm, I'm doing it just like he tell me to do it. Amen. Because I know he can't lie. I know if I do it just how he tells me to do it, what the result is going to be. I know it. Amen. So we give thanks. We're grateful. We're thankful. You saw how the woman of God came up here. Lord, thank you. You woke us up in our right mind, clothing. We're grateful for that. And what I'm saying, amen, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> Hurry up and get in agreement with that kind of prayer. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this scripture is saying, though, that uh, these types of prayers must be made for all men, not just the Jews or the elite people. Huh? Not the people you think deserve your prayer, but for who, saints? For all men. Amen. God bless you, Sister Helena. I love you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look what it says in verse 2. We're talking about prayer. It says, prayer must be made for all men, right? Is that what the first thing he told Timothy in the letter? Look what he said. Look what verse 2 says. For kings and for all that are in authority. Now, why do we do that, saints? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Who want that? <laughs> Y'all don't want that. Uh, I'm raising my hand. Y'all, everybody's hand should be up. You don't want a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty? <laughs> That's what I want. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's the verse I really wanted you all to see, saints. Because we, we got to pray for the ones who have the rule over us right now because the whole script is about to flip. Huh? We can get, get some new folks up in there. <laughs> and, and this saying, what verse 2 say? For kings. Uh, that's the presidents and all the folks that God got the rule over us. We got to pray for them. Amen. <laughs> So, Father, let's do that right now. Father, the woman of God did it. She, <laughs> did she do it? Huh? I'm just going to do it because the Lord told me to do it. But he already had her come up here and do it. Amen. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Let's all get in agreement. Father, we lift up the president, our new president. We lift the old one up. Pray for him that he do the right thing and not be in there destroying things and getting things out of order, Lord. 
We pray for the Senate, the Congress, Lord. We pray for the mayors. We pray for all the new folks that's taking position and all the ones that's leaving, Lord. We pray for those who have the rule over us, just like you asked us to right now. We ask that you give them godly wisdom, Lord. And with all they're getting, let them get understanding. Let them do their jobs to perfection, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. You said in your word that the king's heart is in your hand. And you can turn it whichever way you want to turn it. Turn them hearts toward you, Lord. Turn them at you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're forever grateful, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we got that right out of the way, didn't we? We're talking about prayer, right? Look what verse 3 says. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. See what we just did, saints? was a good thing in the sight of God. That's what the scriptures say. Amen. Look at verse 4. Who will have all men to be what, saints? Saved. God wants everybody saved. That's why we got a witness. Amen. He's been on me for three weeks. This is the fourth week just talking about witnessing. Amen. Because we're running out of time. Huh? We run out. If you don't tell them now, time could run out. Amen. <laughs> For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of what, saints? God wants us all to know the truth because that's what's going to make you free. Long as you if you're going to have the truth, you're going to be all bound up trying to still do things your way. Amen. That's bondage. <laughs> I can tell you the truth on that right now. Our ways are not his ways, right? But you want to get, you want, that's why this prayer is so important. You, prayer is communicating with God so he can tell you how to overcome the thing. Huh? You want to know, that's why Jesus told him, Lord, this going to this cross is tough. <laughs> I, got to, I got to give my life for everybody. For they sins, I didn't do nothing. That's hard, Lord. But then he said these powerful words right here. He said, nevertheless, not my will. Your will be done in my life. Get that in your spirit. Huh? The quicker you get that in there, the better. Amen. Lord, you got to have your, have your way with your servant. I tell him that all the time. You know, and, and, and if I buck, he tell me, I need you to say this. I need you to do this. And I'm, Lord, now why would you, you want to ask T.D. Jakes to say? Then he started playing my voice back to me on that day. I was all down and out. And I said, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever you tell me this, and then I get right back in line, right? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. When you're praying for folks, saints, let me say this to you. When you're praying for folks, because we get ourselves in, in a jam, right? All of us do. We get in a mess. Amen? And, uh, and that's sadly when we come to God, when we all messed up, because that's what I did. I was all jacked up. <laughs> Amen? But the Lord told me, he trained me to when, when you come to him, first pray that the person might be saved. That's the main thing. Amen. You can get out of them jams all day long and you look up, you'll be right back in another jam. But the main thing is that you might be saved. Have you received Christ? That's the, that's the answer. What is that the answer to, saints? Everything. Everything. That is the 
answer. Amen. Say, I don't know what the answer is. I do. <laughs> Christ is the answer. You all remember Reverend Hinton now at church, uh, Pastor, what was his first name? Hinton, uh, yeah, Richard D. Hinton. You know what the slogan was? <laughs> Christ is the answer. He was on point. That's exactly right. Christ is the answer, saints of God. So thank you, Lord Jesus. See, when you, when you do that, you're praying in the will of God. See, because what does God want? All men to be saved. So when you say, well, look, uh, first of all, Father, before we can get to whatever the issue is, you know, I pray that they might be saved, Lord. I pray they might know Jesus, who, who the Christ is, Lord. I pray that they have given their heart. Then we start talking about the issue. Amen. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the truth, the way, the light. No man enters into the kingdom except what? By him. Amen. And he wants everybody to know that. That's why we got to tell them. Amen. You ain't getting in the kingdom unless you know who Jesus is. Ain't no other way. Okay, don't be listening to all that TV and I heard some people, well, that ain't the only way. That's foolishness. That's the only way. Amen. Period. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Lord, look at verse 5. It was in my spirit. I didn't know this was coming up. Verse 5 says this, for there is what, saints? One God. One God. And one mediator between God and man. The man who? That's the only way. <laughs> See, this is the highest level of truth ever. Huh? If you get this level of truth right here, you on your way to somewhere. Huh? To make something happen. One God, one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus the Christ. Got to get that one. Everybody say amen to that. Say, I receive it in Jesus' name. That's the peace you need. <laughs> Amen. That was worth the trip coming right there. If you don't get nothing else today and you get that, trip time well spent. Amen. <laughs> Why is Jesus so awesome? Look at verse 6. Who gave himself a ransom for who? For all of us to be testified in due time. You know when that due time is? Right now. <laughs> This is our testimony, our witness. Amen. Jesus died for our sins. He gave himself a ransom. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's our favorite. That's the dialect of a believer right there. Look at verse 7. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. See, Paul was ordained by the Lord Jesus Christ to preach the gospel. Did you all hear me? Jesus met him on that road, amen, and set him up. Just like he met, he met me on that road and set me up, amen. He did Paul the same way. He's no respect the person. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When God ordains you to preach his word, saints, nothing compares with that. Do you hear me? Because I, I certainly, I, 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 I try, I say, Lord, wait now. I know you got me out of that jam. 
but you know I didn't sign up for all this. <laughs> Young man called me up with a gun in his mouth. Pastor, I'm going to blow my brains out. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I ran to the Lord, Lord, now you know. I don't know what. And the Lord just spoke through his servant. Amen. <laughs> God know everything. He's, he's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He knows everything. Amen. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Nothing can compare with preaching the word of God, saints. That's why I always tell them, Lord, it's a pleasure to serve you. Huh? <laughs> when I used to buck, now I just, Lord, it's a pleasure to serve you to teach your word. It's a pleasure. I enjoy it to the fullest. Amen. Look at verse 8, saints. It says, I will, therefore, that men do what? Pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. See, hands represent life, what you put your life, what you put your hands to, the activities of life. Amen. Paul says men pray everywhere, lift up holy hands. Amen. See, a holy life is an unpolluted life or a life not stained by evil. And Paul is saying lift up them holy hands. Equals pure life. Amen. Without wrath or doubting. Without disputes. Amen. A prayer life is just so important, saints of God. That's why the Bible says pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. Amen. And pray for our leaders. Amen. And we, they got a double dose today, didn't they? Sister Deborah came up here and did, did the thing. Amen. And Sister Zelda came up here and read the scripture. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to ask y'all a question. Let me see if y'all with me still. What time is it? Time to witness. <laughs> it's time to witness that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what time it is. Amen. We know what time it is. We saw how far our witness can go. Here Stephen was talking to the chief priest, and he began to talk about Christ and what was happening back then, and and Saul, who is now called Paul, saw him, and they took Stephen out of the city and killed him, huh, for witnessing about Christ. And I was saying that they're going to kill you, your witness, huh, when you, when, you, when you leave that person with that witness of Christ, and they're going to be full of joy, and, and somebody's going to come right behind you, you know all that Christ stuff, huh, you better do this, you better do that, that's what you better do. They're going to kill your witness. They killed Stephen for that. Amen. And then they were so proud that they did it. As Saul at that time, they laid their clothes at Saul's feet. Like, see what we did? We killed that Christian. Amen. We killed him. We did a great thing. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But we saw even though they killed Stephen, look how far his witness went. Huh? Because just think, Paul, whom I think was in on the, on the, on the contract to kill him, Look what he's doing. We're reading from him right now. He wrote almost the whole New Testament. Did that witness go in vain? No. And it's still saving folks. Huh? And then what was so powerful, Paul began to talk, say the same things that, 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 that uh, Stephen said. It was just amazing. Amen. So we know he heard it. He, he was listening. It got into his spirit. And then, we know, what's the formula again, saints? Let's see. I, what did it say? I, 
What, what was that formula, saints? And the I was Paul. It, it said, I, I gather, and it might not be the word gathering might be right. Then it says, Apollo water, and God gives the increase. That's the formula. Amen. So you might, you might, you might either be the person. What was the first one though? It says, I, I can't remember what it says. Y'all don't remember? It says, I, it, it amounted to, he, 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 no, he plants, he plants, Apollo waters, and then God gives the increase. That's the formula. Amen. So we saw when Stephen died testifying, he planted. Amen. And then uh, I'm sure uh, Saul heard some things on the way. Somebody was watering that. Amen. And then Jesus met, met him on the road to, to Damascus. And what did he do? He gave the increase. Amen. Look at Paul, what he's doing right now. Amen. Look what he's saying. Look at the kind of things he's saying to us, saints. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we know this, saints. Let me spell out a few things. We know we're in the last days, right? Today I want to show you one of the things Jesus said will occur in these last days. Because we, have we ever seen anything like this? I have never seen anything like this. Ever. <laughs> ever. People afraid to come to church. Huh? I've never seen nothing like Could you imagine that? I, I, I couldn't imagine that in a million years. Amen. <laughs> And, and in comparisons, you know, people say, how can they shut down the church? But people go, you go buy food, huh? You go to the store or else you're going to starve, right? Well, what do you think the spiritual food is? Huh? What do you think if you don't get those food? If, what's the scripture? God makes it plain. Man does not live by, but how does he live? By every word that come out of God's mouth. Got a lot of dead folks, don't we? Uh, we seeing a lot of dead stuff going on right now. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to stay on the scriptures. Let me stay on these scriptures. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But I want to show you things today that's going to occur in these last days. He spoke of how the temple of God will be torn down. I just showed you a piece of that, right? You <laughs> come to church. <laughs> we watching that today, saints. People are afraid to come in here. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? And that's why God said, forsake not thyselves from assembling together. You know, we, this is the temple. Satan want to tear this temple up. Huh? Not this building. <laughs> this temple. Amen. <laughs> Turn in your Bible to Luke 21. Let me show it to you. Luke chapter 21. Yeah, Satan wants to tear the temple of God up. How foolish is that? Amen. But we know he's foolish, right? But we're seeing, we seeing some things happening to foolish folks today, aren't we? <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we're seeing some things happening today. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You all in Luke chapter 21? Look at verse 5. It says, And as some spake of the temple... How it was adorned with godly stones and gifts, he said. See, the he said in this scripture is Jesus. Amen. And he was saying how the temple was adorned with all these godly stones and gifts. Huh? That's what we're adorned with in Christ. I'm talking about if you're in Christ. 
You adorn with, with, with goodly stones and gifts. That's what it says. Look at verse 6. It says, and for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. You hear it? It's going to get tore up. See, Jesus is using a building, but I'm showing you in the spirit, using our bodies, our earthly vessels, so you can see it. How right now, it's being thrown down. Right now. Amen? Look at verse 7. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? Amen. You know what? Um, signs are for unbelievers, right? <laughs> we walk by faith. Hey, we don't have to see the sign. Amen. But unbelievers have to see a sign. They got to see like, oh, okay, well, that happened like that, blah, blah, blah. But we don't have to see a sign. We like signs. We love them. Did you see what the, the sign he showed me today? She came up here and read scripture. She came up and prayed. That, That's a sign. I love that. But we walk by faith. Amen. But they asked him, they said, Master, when should all this happen? And what sign shall there be when these things shall come to pass? So they want to know when it's going to happen and what is the sign going to be? Look at verse 8. And he said, take heed that ye not be, be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. So Jesus is warning them. When they come in my name, talking about I'm the Christ, don't go after them. Amen. But before the imitation Christ will come, you know what he got to do? He got to tear the temple down. See, he got to get us out of church, get us from studying our word, get us from praying, get us to do all those things. Then he'll come. That's how you're going to deceive. If you're in church, you ain't going to be deceived. Please believe that. So he got to tear the temple. That's what, that's what it's saying. I'm going to tear this temple up. Then I'm going to come. See, the fake is going to come. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. See, the fake, the fake has to get you away from the truth. You all hearing me, saints? Then you won't know the difference. See, if you got a diamonds, diamonds all the time, diamonds, diamonds, and, you, and the fake come, you be like, ah, oh, now that's a little different. That ain't quite shining like this real. You know what I'm saying? But if he gets you away from that, you could be deceived. See, it's like when you allow yourself to get hungry. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you allow yourself to get hungry, you know what you would do? You would eat anything. Because you're hungry. Remember, the word of God is food. Amen. I want to I emphasize that today. Amen. Jesus wanted, that's why he said, man don't live by bread alone. <laughs> huh? Look at verse 9. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. So when you start hearing about these wars jumping off and all this commotion, when is that happening? Today. It's happening today. You see how much commotion is going on today? 
We got a lot of commotion and wars going on right now. But the end is not yet here. Is that what the scripture saying? He said, the end, but the end is not by and by. Look at verse 10. Then said he unto them, nation shall rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom and great earthquakes shall be in, the, in divers places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall they be from heaven. Are y'all seeing that today? Yeah. <laughs> we see this pestilence. We like, what in the world is this? <laughs> and it ain't going away. <laughs> we walking around, everybody got to wear a mask. What is that? Amen. <laughs> Let me say this to you, saints. Do you all know earthquakes are going on all over the place right now? Did y'all know that? Church, look, I went to a church's website. They had an earthquake tracker. Matter of fact, I snapped it. Did you see that? Show that earthquake tra tracker for me. They, had a, they have this on their website. It's a link. It says, uh, this is 5.1 on the, what do they use that little scale? On the Richter scale. <laughs> Central Atlantic Ridge three hours ago. Now, I was looking at this at 3.40 in the morning. That's when that was. Then here's one 4.6 on the Richter scale in Chile. That was five hours ago. Amen. I was looking at it at 3.40. Here's another one in Chile six hours ago. It was 4.7 on the Richter scale, so it's shaking Chile up. Look at Japan. 4.6 on the Richter scale seven hours ago. Amen. I want you all to see this. Look at Guatemala eight hours ago, 4.5 on the Richter scale. This is on their website, constantly changing. Amen. We thought, I used to think it's just going on in California. You know, you hear California, all these earthquakes going on and shaking up. But this scripture says, let me read it to you again. It says, shall be in diverse places. That means in many different places. Amen. <laughs> and famines and pestilences. Fearful sights. Y'all seen any fearful sights lately? Man, just so many fearful sights. <laughs> And great signs shall there be from heaven. Let me show it to you, saints. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Some people dying of corona is a fearful sight, saints. Don't you think so? There's plenty of those. Amen. <laughs> Look, this man told me this one time. He was a freedom writer, so he knew trouble. You know, what was, what was my man who died in the Senate? Uh, good Trouble, John Lewis. Was he Congress? Was he? Congress. Yeah, John Lewis, he knew him because they all were freedom fighters, right? And one day I went to work, when I was working, and he walked up to me, he said, you know what? If I didn't know Jesus, I'd be afraid. Amen. And that's how I feel. If I didn't know Jesus, I'd be afraid right now. With what's going on, what we see going on, <laughs> I'd be afraid. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture, though, talks about famine, thanks to God. That's what I want to deal with today. Famine is what? A lack of food, right? Here's a question. Are we seeing famine in the land today, saints? The answer is yes. But you know what we're really seeing? It's a lack of the word of God. <laughs> That's what we're seeing. That's the famine. Let me show you how we, we can solve the problem, though. We can solve this famine problem by witnessing God's word. Amen. We have to freely give it out. See, as we freely receive it, 
we got to freely give it out. See, our witnessing can stop the famine. That's, that's, that's going throughout the land today. It's a famine. Anytime you take everybody out of the house of God, out of church and say, hey, y'all do it on Zoom. And, and no, no offense to Zoom, I'm Zooming right now. Amen. But I want to do the perfect will of God. And God showed me that. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Our witnessing can stop the famine, saints of God. Because man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of God's mouth. And people have it so twisted. Huh? The earth is not running out of food. <laughs> There's no shortage of natural food, especially in America. Y'all hearing me? <laughs> I heard a comedian. He was on, he was here, he was funny too. He said, in America, we have fat street people. People on the they live on the street. They overweight. <laughs> I said, Lord, he's so right. So we ain't got no famine of no food. Not here in America. Now you see them in Africa. Amen. They be like, well, they starving. They starving. But in America, <laughs> ain't nobody starving over here. Amen. There's no shortage of natural food, saints of God. <laughs> but we are starving when it comes to the spiritual food. That's what we starving. We're ignorant when it comes to the word of God. And Satan is taking full advantage of that. Huh? He like it when you don't know. When you ignorant just simply means you don't know. Huh? It's not like stupid where you, I can't learn this. And ignorant just simply means I don't know. We are ignorant to something. There's so much going on in the world. Some things you just don't know. Amen. But you can be ignorant to anything going on in the world. But don't be ignorant to the word of God. Don't be ignorant to that. You want to know that. You want to know your rights. Huh? So when the devil come at you and, and, and with all that nonsense that he brings to you, you can say, it is written. Amen. It's done. It's over. It's finished. It is written. Man, don't live by bread alone. Huh? That's what Jesus did. We quoting the scripture all day today. Well, we, I know you hungry, Jesus. You just fasted 40 days. Huh? Why don't you command them rocks to turn? He said, man, don't live on that fool. That's what he told, told the devil. How did he tell him that? Because he knew what was written. It's written, saints of God. Amen. So if you're not studying your word, you got to study the word. You, got, you don't know your rights. Satan can come and take anything he want to take from you. He's going to take it from you because you don't know your rights. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah, Lord. Saint to God, listen to me. Most people don't read the word. They don't study it. They don't pray. Huh? They don't have any time set aside for God. Huh? I'm not giving God the time of day. <laughs> so what's the problem? They're starving spiritually. Amen. That's not the family you want in your life. Please believe. So we got to witness, saints. We must serve God's food. Because man don't live by bread alone. He lives by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And that's what's missing, causing major problems. Here today we have these two pandemics running parallel. And they're all just caused by the famine. Amen. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to show it to you in the scriptures. This time I want you to turn in your Bible to Amos chapter 8. I'm going to show you what's really going on so you can see it clearly, okay? 
Thank you, Jesus. What time is this thing? So, anybody know what time it is? Oh, okay. I think I got just enough time to show you this. Amen. I want you to turn to Amos chapter 8. Amos was a minor prophet, saints. But Amos, he was really just a herdsman, and he was a gatherer of sycamore fruit. That's what the Bible describes him as. Before God called Amos to prophesy to Israel, he was just an average person. He didn't come from a, a family of spiritual prophets or any of that. Just an average person. Amen. And God called him to prophesy to Israel. See, God just used average people like me and you. <laughs> That's who he uses. Amen. <laughs> he just used average people like me and you, saints of God. <laughs> but the name Amos means burden. Amen. Or burden bearer. Okay. Because the prophecy... That Amos, the God gave Amos, was a, had a great burden for the Lord concerning the natural, the, the 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 national sin of God's chosen people. See, he had to go and tell them they was messing up, and men, woo, men try to avoid that. Who was the the one that went the wrong way? Jonah. Jonah. Then God only asked Jonah to do a simple thing: go to Nineveh and let them know that if they don't stop. I'm going to come down on them. Let them know that. Jonah went the other way. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that crazy? He went the other way. Then, this ain't the message. I'm going to give you all this bonus real quick. Then, the men on the boat say something ain't right on this boat because the, the boat about to sink. You know, and Jonah confessed and said, look, it's me, it's me. It's me. I'm the one that's not right. Amen. And you would think if, if, if after all that go, goes on, Jonah would say, just take me back. I'm going to go do what God tell me to do. You would think he would say that, right? But what did he say? Throw me overboard. Some would rather die than do what God tell them to do. They would rather die. Amen. I, I, I never could understand. What did you say? Throw you. Why don't you say, just take me back. I'm going to go ahead to Nineveh. No, he said, just throw me off the boat and you ought to be fine. And what did they do? They threw him off. Thank you for God's grace and mercy. And God just prepared a fish for him because he knew he was foolish like that. Amen. He know, we, he know when we foolish. Amen. So he have a little ram in the bush. Y'all know how the stories go. For when you, get, for when you just, you know, I'm just going to avoid what you tell me, God. Don't do that. Amen. That does not work. Just do it. What Nike say? Just do it. Amen. So Amos had that burden, though, saints. He had to, he had to tell them, uh, you know, that they were really messing up. And that the judgment was about to fall on them unless they repented. Amen. You all listening to me? Everybody online, listen. If you're not in right standing with God, because he don't have me saying this for nothing. Amen. If you're not in right standing with God, get it right. When, saints? Now. When is faith? Now faith is. Get it right right now. Okay? So the judgment won't have to come down on you. Amen? Just get it right. Fix it. Whatever it is. Amen? He's, he's giving you a stretch of time. That's grace. To fix it. Amen? All right, saints of God. You all in Amos. Look at verse 1. 
It says, thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, a basket of summer fruit. So Amos, God showed Amos this basket of summer fruit. Now, remember I told you what he was. He was just an ordinary guy. Amen. He, was a, he, he, he collected sycamore fruit, and he was a herdsman. That's what he was. So God showed him this fruit, right? Look at verse 2. And he said, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then said the Lord unto me, the end has come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them anymore. <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? See, the, the people were ripe for destruction, and God's patience was coming to a conclusion. Amen. I'm telling everybody in here this today and online, same thing. Amen. God said, I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to keep overlooking the sin. That's what he's telling them. He said, I will not again pass by them anymore. Time is up. See, what you've got to realize, saints of God, is at some point, time is going to be up on that kind of lifestyle. You've got to realize that. Amen. And, and the bad part, and this is what Satan uses, we're creatures of habit. So if we made a habit of a, of a certain lifestyle, it's hard to stop. Amen. You just got to give your life to the Lord. You know, when you hit that altar call, just give your life to God. He going to take care of everything else. It ain't you. None of us, when he choose you, you don't choose him. Amen. <laughs> none of us, none of us would have been able to do the will, God's will had we just wanted to. What did I tell the Lord? I had to get to my lowest, a lower, lower, low. And then say, Lord, I'm, so, I'm sorry. If you get me out of this. Amen. Don't wait till you get there. Amen. Because you don't know. It's time is running out. We see what's going on in this world right now. Amen. Just give your life to the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I said Noah. That was Jonah who was on the boat. Did I say Jonah? Oh, amen. Because I'm remembering right now God warned Noah the same thing before he destroyed the whole earth. And everything in it. That was in Genesis 13, 6, 13. I'm going to read it real quick. You don't have to go to it. It says, and God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Y'all remember that? Well, that's what he's saying to uh, Amos here. I'm, I'm not going to keep looking the other way anymore. See, God is full of grace and mercy. Amen. He extends us so much grace. But at some point, oh, I'm getting this in my spirit. Lord, I hear you. I hear you, Lord. At some point, it run out. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I heard it, Lord. Verse 3 says, and the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. Are you all hearing this? What day is he talking about? Now, they... I heard saints of God that they had so many dead bodies at the hospitals that they had trucks of ice, somebody told me. What kind of freezer trucks? Freezer trucks outside the hospital. Amen. Did everybody hear that? Huh? <laughs> I had never heard that. And then the description saying they shall cast them forth with silence. Everybody don't know. People dying at a rate like that, well, they just got to have an ice truck outside for you. Not even having a decent burial. He talking, this is today. These are the last days. 
huh? I'm just sounding the alarm like Amos did. Amen. That's all I'm doing. Amen. <laughs> this is it. Get what's the what's the main thing? I don't care what your issue is in here. What's the main thing you need? You need to be saved. Lord, the first prayer I pray is that they might be saved. Amen. All that other stuff could be worked out. Do you hear me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. It says, and the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They, they shall cast them forth with silence. Lord, have mercy. People can't even have a decent burial today, saints. Look at verse 4. Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail. See, the system is designed to make you a slave. That's the problem. It ain't your fault. Don't think it's your fault. Amen. The system is designed to make you a slave. Anytime the bank can, can give you a loan for a home and it take you 30 years to pay for it, and let's say you're you fortunate enough to pay it off in 30 years, you done paid three or four times more than what the house is worth. That is wicked. Amen. It's wicked. Amen. And that's, what, that's who he's talking to right now. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Huh, the system is designed to make you a slave. It's not your fault. The only thing that's your fault is you, you're not receiving Christ. Now, that's up to you. <laughs> but the scripture is saying, Oh, ye that swallow up the needy. It's talking about the system, the banks, all these elite. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. A wicked one make the poor of the land to fail, saints. <laughs> you all know that? Huh? Some people, look, they already making minimum wage. Hear me now. Making minimum wage below, and some making below minimum wage. Credit is bad. They need a car because they got to get to work. Amen. So they go to get, get a car and they say, okay, we, we can give you a car, but you're going to pay 30% interest. That's what he's talking to right now. Huh? <laughs> they, they swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land fail. That's how you make the poor fail. They already poor. We're going to charge you 30% interest. And the person that got the great credit, we ain't going to charge you. You get it for no money, no money down, no interest, nothing. Isn't that a crazy system? That's why he, God is leveling the playing field right now. That's what's going on. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we're seeing all this money flying around from me. You know, they say it's going to be a wealth transfer, right? The wealth of the wicked will be laid up for the, for the just. Amen. God said it. Amen. Whatever he say is going to happen. Huh? We see this money flying around today. We're like, woo, stimulus. Woo, how much extra on unemployment? Huh? He leveled in the playing field. Huh? Please hear me. He ain't going to have his people to be used. That's what he's telling Amos. Huh? I'm not going to let my people be using folks, and I'm, 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 I'm protecting my people from being used. That's what he's telling them. Go tell them that, Amos, because I'm about to judge them. That's what's going on in America right now. Amen. Please hear me. <laughs> Look at verse 5, saints. It says, saying when all the new moon be gone, that we may steal, we may sell corn, and the Sabbath, that we may set forth wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel great, and falsifying balances by deceit. That's exactly what they're doing. Huh? <laughs> See, 
Israel will celebrate and they have festivals at the new moon. Amen. But the new moon, it was like the Sabbath day. You could not work. Okay, you couldn't work on the Sabbath. And on these new moons, they would celebrate. No work was to happen. But some were so greedy <laughs> that all they could think about was when this going to be over. That's what this scripture is saying. When is this going to be over so we can get back to making money? That's what the Lord is saying. He's getting tired of that. <laughs> I hope y'all hear me. <laughs> and they're making it dishonestly. <laughs> See, it said making the ephah small and the shekel great. <laughs> That's powerful. <laughs> you know what that means? See, back then the ephah was used to measure wheat, okay? And the shekel was used to weigh valuables like coins and gold and silver. So the seller will measure the wheat by the ephah and receive in exchange silver weighted by the shekel. And so making the ephah small and making the shekel large is a double deception where the seller gives the buyer less wheat and receives a, a, a larger return on the amount of silver. That is wicked. Amen. Do you hear me? Amen. God, he's tired of it. Okay, let me give you a, let me give you a real good illustration. I was listening to Tony Evans via my friend Elder Deutsch. He said, I want you to hear this, this tape, Pastor. I said, okay. He bought it for me, brought it over. Praise God. Thank you. Tony Evans was saying he likes these certain kind of chips he eats. He said, but I, he said, everybody know I like these chips, but I don't even buy them no more. You know why he don't buy them? He said, because the bag is full of air. They put less chips in him and charge him more money. Wicked. That's what the scripture is saying. Amen. Just wicked. That's what's going. That's why we can't. It just seemed like oh, I can't get ahead. I can't. If you don't know Christ, you're in a wicked world system. Get out of that system. Amen. It's a mess and it's about to crumble. Oh, I hope y'all hear me. Don't you look at that election and think they, something good is getting ready to happen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Let's wrap this up. Look at verse 6. That we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse of the wheat. See, they just don't have no regard for others at all. Huh? They even, it says, and sell the refuse of the wheat. So the refuse is like what's left over. Instead of maybe feeding the people, giving them something back, it say they just sell that. God is tired of overlooking this. Do you hear me? Amen. We are in the days he's talking about right now. Look at verse 7. The Lord has sworn by the excellency of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their works. God is not going to forget it. Look at verse 8. Shall not the land tremble for this? And everyone mourn that dwelleth therein? And it shall rise up holy as a flood, and it shall be cast out and drowned as the flood of Egypt? He's about to end this thing, saints. <laughs> See, we're in the last days. This is a warning. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. And I will turn your feast into mourning, and all your songs into lamentation. And I will bring up sackcloth upon all loins, and baldness upon every head. And I will make it as the morning of an only son. And the end thereof 
as a bitter day. There's going to be some sad days. Woo, Lord. <laughs> we don't want to look forward to no sad days like that. I know the, how it feels to mourn an only son. I know how that feels. Woo, he say that's, that day going to feel like that. Like you mourning your own. Woo, Lord, we got some, some bitter days coming. Look at verse 11. It said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. That's what I wanted to show you. Amen. I said all that other stuff to show you that. Amen. Ain't no famine of bread. He said, he said, behold, the day is coming that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water but of hearing the words of the Lord. Huh? He said that day is coming. He's going to send a famine. Lord, why, why, would, you, why would God send a famine? <laughs> think about that one, saints. <laughs> he doesn't want to feed his children. You think God don't want to feed his children? He's going to send a famine because he don't want to feed us. Huh? <laughs> that can't be it because God is the ultimate father. He's the ultimate parent. Amen. But I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you this earthly illustration of a heavenly truth. Okay? So you got a beautiful, healthy family, right? Everybody say amen to that. Mom is feeding everybody daily, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Everyone is healthy. Everyone is nourished and all is well. Then suddenly the family decides we're not going to eat. We don't want to eat. <laughs> but, but mom continues to cook, right? Mom continues to cook the meals. She keeps preparing meals, putting food on the table, but nobody's eating. Amen. So finally she decides, I'm not cooking anymore. Amen. I'm done with preparing meals and you don't eat. Amen. I'm done with that. Now here comes the famine. Amen. Mom sends a famine. Why? Because no one is eating. Amen. That's why the famine came. She didn't want to send the famine, but nobody was eating. Amen. <laughs> now, now let me read the scripture to you again. It said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a, a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. He said, okay, I'm just going to stop putting it out there. I will stop revealing my word to you. You don't, you don't read it. You don't study it. You don't eat it. Huh? You know, you're not eating it anyway. I could see my wife doing that. Oh, y'all not going to keep cooking these meals and y'all not going to eat them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm done. Y'all fend for yourself. That's where we at right now in the Lord. If you're not in the Lord, guess what you're doing? You fending for yourself. Amen. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I hope y'all hear me. Thank you, Jesus. Famine is in the land because we don't. Many just don't want to hear the word of God. You start testifying, witnessing. They don't want to hear that. I ain't trying to hear that. I need this. I need the other. I need, you know, I, that, that stuff. Foolish. Just foolish, saints of God. <laughs> and the first victim of the family are the young folks. They the victims. <laughs> huh? Because we failed to provide them a solid foundation of truth. Huh? <laughs> They only know what we teach them in the home, saints. Let me say that to you again. They only know what we teach them. The best teacher, and the best teacher is your actions. Huh? They watching what you do. Not what you say. 
See, you would say, oh, well, you shouldn't do it, and you shouldn't do that. But if you're doing it, guess what? They're going to do it. Huh? What's the saying? They hear what you say, but they learn from what you do. Amen. <laughs> All right, I'm wrapping this up. Look at verse 12. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north, even to the east. They shall run to and fro and seek the word of the Lord. Come on, women of God. And they're just not going to find it. They're not going to find it. It's a famine. Amen. In that day shall the fair virgins and young men faint for thirst. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> that they swear by the sin of Samaria and say, Thy God, O Dan, liveth, and the manner of Bathsheba liveth. Even they shall fail and never rise up again. You know what they're saying right there? That's saying all that false stuff you got going on. That idol worship, that fake, that those fake rituals that you do, huh? Swearing by this fake idol, because that's what, what, what when he says swear by the sin of Samaria. You know what Samaria did? They made that golden calf. That's what they did. Fake. Moses up there getting the real work, and they down there making a calf, huh? He said all oh, that stuff. Look, and then he says, he says, Thy God, O Dan, liveth. Hey, remember, in this, in this, this we're talking about, they had another golden calf set up by King Jeroboam to deceive Israel because Israel was trying to get to Jerusalem and really worship. But he set these golden calves up and said, nope, y'all worship these. He, he said, that's going to fail. Amen. See, this, in the manner of Beersheba, Beersheba was a, a place, they say, that idolatrous, they had a zillion idolatrous places to worship in it. <laughs> Y'all getting anything from that one? A whole lot of these idolatrous places to worship in. That's what they say, Beersheba. Huh? One long avenue of idols. That's what the scripture said. Amen. So what he has, the scripture is clearly saying, if you persist on following false gods, you will fall and never rise up. Again, that's what this is saying. Amen. Now, I know that was a lot of food today. I went a little long. Amen. <laughs> but he to have ears to hear, let him hear it. These are the last days. We must witness saints and finish strong in the Lord. Amen. The race is not given to the swift or the strong, or the, but the one who endears to the end. We got to make it to the end, saints. We got to go all the way. This ain't time to grow fat, weary or well-doing. Don't get tired right now. Amen. Huh? Because we about to see some stuff, and this is the warning. God just didn't give me this just to give it to me. Change the whole word. I have something else. Amen. Please hear me. <laughs> These are the last days, saints. We have to witness to folks and let them know. Amen. Lord, I thank you for your word today. Father, I just thank you. Everybody just bow your head. Let's just pray to our God. Lord, we just thank you for your word. You are awesome, God. You are just and fair, God. You just don't do things. You warn us, Lord. You give us an opportunity to repent, Lord, to change our lives, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. We know you're full of grace and mercy, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Father. Thank you for your precious word. You, your word declares you would not have us to be ignorant. 
as the heathens. We, we are not ignorant, Lord. We know, Lord, because you tell us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're just grateful, Lord, this morning. We're thankful, Lord, that you're leading and guiding us, Lord, that you're speaking to your people, Lord, and giving us a great warning. So in these last days, we, we know what our assignment is. You said to watch and pray. And we will be watching and praying all the time. And thank you for your word that you started us out with on prayer. Thank you for that, Lord. You're awesome. You know all things, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We got to do some praying right now, saints. Before we get out of here, we're going to intercede for some folks. We're going to pray. Amen.